Hello and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again this lovely Tuesday morning. And if you don't happen to be listening to this on the Tuesday morning, it was downloaded. That's great. Probably means you're subscribed to the podcast and it downloads automatically for you to listen whenever you want, wherever you want. So if that's not the case for you, please do so. Subscribe to the podcast, uh, like it, rate it, review it. We super appreciate it. And um, thank you so much for doing so. I had an excellent, excellent phone call recently with um, the vice president of Dominion Lighting. Um, Matt Rowan is his name, if you don't already know. Um, Dominion Lighting uh, won the showroom of the year uh, for the five million and over category um, this past uh, June Lightovation. And they're a new member of the Lighting Showroom Association. And Matt and I were able to have like a really great chat about the lighting industry and our showrooms. And um, as always seems to happen whenever I have these calls with um, other uh, lighting showroom managers, um, that my favorite thing that always comes up, it, like in the best possible way, is that we all face so many of the similar so many similar challenges in our businesses. And I love, love, love learning different ways that people have addressed this kind of similar level of challenge. So I find it to be super intriguing and I love picking up little tidbits of what another showroom has done um, in a situation probably pretty similar to what many of the rest of us have experienced. But um, just getting all those little pieces of intel, I think makes us all stronger and better at what we do. And maybe the way one person addresses something wouldn't exactly work for you, but maybe you can tweak it a bit. Uh, maybe uh, they can learn something from your uh, ability to deal with a certain situation or the way you merchandise your showroom or whatever the case may be. So I think there is just a huge opportunity for us to be learning from one another this is a tremendously big part of why the Lighting Showroom Association exists to begin with. Actually, I would say it is the core of why the Lighting Showroom Association exists to begin with, because we believe at the association that we do so much better when we work together as an industry in things that make sense for us, like a lot of the programs LSA is rolling out this year are industry-wide, broad initiatives that benefit all of us and further our industry as a whole. And however you can take these opportunities and make them your own, sure, maybe this person might be more successful with this tool than the next person is, but that's because they really embraced it and they really believed in the tool and what it could do for them and their business and their customers. And that's awesome. And that's where we're trying to go. So just because we feel it is incredibly powerful and important to have industry-wide initiatives doesn't mean we as an association think we should all operate the same and 
act like in lockstep doing the same things in the same showrooms in the same ways all across the country. No, absolutely not. There is a need for differentiation. There is a need for somebody else to do a service this way than that way. But there is also a real, real need for us to have industry-wide cohesion and collaboration. We no longer need the good old boys network. We do not need it. It does not serve us. And if it doesn't serve us, we need to let it go. So as an industry, it's time to let the good old boys network go and let's move on and let's find a new way forward together. Still together. We can still be a network. (laughs) I just think it's maybe time to evolve our picture of what that network looks like and what it means for us in reality in the lighting industry in 2022 and beyond. So this conversation I had with Matt recently really sort of highlighted exactly the diatribe I just went on, (laughs) that uh, showrooms at all levels really feel this need for industry-wide support. Again, I'm not asking for everyone to be, you know, clones. Not, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. But I do think there is like this base level of cohesiveness and understanding and unity that is kind of like a bottom floor almost that is kind of missing from our industry that we really, really need to firmly set in place. And then whatever some person over here builds upon it, or this person over here builds upon it, those structures are probably going to look different from each other. There'll be different heights. There'll be different shapes. There'll be different styles. And that's where everyone's individuality and ability to serve their customers comes in. But I don't see any problem of us all having the same solid firm base as an industry. That only helps all of us, truly. It gives us stability. It gives us a firm place to always come back to and know at the very worst, we are here at this level together. And that's awesome. I think that's an amazing place to be. So some of the things Matt uh, and I talked about, you know, we were bouncing off one another about um, how we handle um, meeting customer needs in the store and after the sale and before the sale. And I always find that really interesting to hear about how someone else um, deals with things. Um, uh, Dominion Lighting is uh, similar to my own business in that it came from the electrical space to begin with, uh, which can be really helpful in some ways because it gives you this kind of broader base of knowledge than you might otherwise have. Um, but it also can be challenging. <laughs> so we talked a bit about how, um, the, this like book ending of experience of a shopper in your store is so important. Like it, needs to be warm and welcoming and inviting the minute they walk through your door. And then the last touch they have with you, whether it's picking up product to delivery of product, whatever the case may be, that experience needs to be just as lovely and pleasant as the very first one. And that this is what really creates the connection with a customer and a positive experience, even if there are hiccups along the way. 
that like bookend experience is really important. Um, we both randomly have recently been to Disney, uh, in the past couple months. And I talked about it on the podcast already, but we both, it's funny how, when you're in this like retailer mindset of wanting to create a great experience in your store, how going to a place like Disney can kind of blow your mind in terms of like, oh my God, all of the things that they do here are just in service to this uh, mission, to this goal of creating a fantastic experience, even when that experience can be really dampered with challenges. So like in our industry, the challenges might be a back order, a constantly moving back order date, a defective product, you know, things along that lines that um, can be really frustrating to consumers, to shoppers. But if we manage them properly and set expectations at the right level and find a way to go above and beyond in other ways, maybe in over-communicating with the customer, making them feel like we are fighting on their behalf, that we are looking out for their best interests, that their money is not wasted when it is spent with us because we are going to make sure even if there's a hiccup along the way, your experience shopping here is just going to be phenomenal. Being able to translate that, um, like take that from a different company in a different way and try to mesh it in what we do. Um, I think that's really, really interesting and important. And I think it's really important um, that we always, as showroom owners and managers, be looking out for experiences like this. And we always learn and grow from them and try to find little tidbits that we can bring back to our own businesses. So one that I've done that is probably super basic because I'm sort of a basic girl, as we've discussed here before with my reality TV obsession and everything. This is super basic, but it's something that really resonated with me. Like a million years ago in a previous job, um, we used to always do our association events at uh, the Ritz-Carlton in Buckhead in Atlanta. I think that hotel is gone now. It's something else. But um, it was just like historic precedent for the association, which was the Southern Association of Independent Schools, that we did our like annual meeting at the Ritz Carlton in Buckhead, which was like at the time I thought was just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, the Ritz Carlton. But I got to learn a bit about the Ritz Carlton's uh, five star like principles. And it's very interesting. There's books written about it. Um, but even then, before I, I was even in this mindset of like owning a business and dealing with customers, I just found their approach to customer service so interesting. And I was like a nobody, right? I was an assistant to a director of an association and I was just there to like tote crates around and set up tables and whatever. Like it was, I was, I, you know, low man on the totem pole for what I was doing, but because I was still... Um, a customer of the Ritz, I got treated with the same five-star service that anybody else would that came into that hotel. And I just found that to be so remarkable. And if you've ever stayed at a Ritz-Carlton or heard about this, every time you thank a staff member there, 
They do not respond with your welcome. They respond with some version of it's my pleasure or my pleasure. And I have really incorporated that into how we interact with our customers at Pace Lighting. Uh, and it is such a small shift in verbiage, but can mean so much more to the customer. Instead of just saying, yep, you're welcome. It's a no, I'm here for you. No problem at all. It was my pleasure to do this for you. Not you're welcome, period. It, it is a friendlier way of showing mutual respect and appreciation. And I just love it. I think it's such a simple, smart, easy thing to do, but can be super impactful. So when Matt and I were talking, it was definitely this reminder that we always need to be looking and growing from experiences we have in our personal lives, from lessons learned on the showroom floor, like, oh, we tried that, that didn't work out. There's always this need to be innovating, staying involved, staying, um, keeping all of this kind of service and action at the forefront of one's mind. Um, Matt and I talked about some really interesting things that they do at Dominion Lighting. They um, have allow the use of their space free of charge for designers to have meetings, for realtors to have meetings, for them to have holiday parties. I found that to be really fascinating. Um, I'm sure this can, like, as we were talking about it, I was like, well, I'm not sure, like, the physical layout of my business would allow for such things. But if yours does... It might be a really great way to utilize your space after your showroom hours and create brand connection with valuable customers like designers and realtors who might either A, be your customers or refer more people your way. Um, they have dedicated storage space for designers, like to store plans, finish samples, whatever they need. Um, they do a lot with the local design associations um, to keep them engaged with their business. And it's not a, it's like a, it's like an always be selling, <laughs> but in a very subtle, soft way. And that's what I think is really critical and such a key component of it. It's sure, here's our lovely space. You're welcome to use it free of charge for whatever event or thing you're planning. Um, so you're selling yourself without overdoing it, which I think is really p key right now. And I think people really respond to that. They're, the you know pushy salesmanship really doesn't get very far with any of us. Anyone that owns or manages a business knows how many like phone calls you can get a day <laughs> and emails to that feel fairly harassing <laughs> in terms of buy this, call me back, send me this email, email me back if you want me to leave you alone. Oh my gosh, I can't even. So I find um, this like softer selling can have a much bigger impact on me. And I think that's true for a lot of consumers. Um, I found out that doing um, this appointment only thing is really um, sticking with some showrooms in our industry, even post pandemic. Not that the only way to get into a store is by appointment, which was pandemic version, but that we all, I think, kind of learned something about the value of making a customer feel like special and singled out and dedicated time that you can really preserve that goodwill and that great feeling by doing appointments with your customers. 
And I know a lot of us all the time, you know, over the years before pre-pandemic, of course, did appointments. I'm not saying this is like a new innovation, but I think um, continuing to keep it up at the level maybe that we've been doing for the past 12 or 18 months is still paying off well and making our customers feel engaged and important to us. And that's such a really uh, key thing. Um, One of the other things that we talked about Um, Well, two last things. One was talking about um, maintaining um, simplicity in a showroom. That doesn't mean like bare bones, no product. But in terms of visual merchandising, it's really key to declutter and maintain simplicity and keep things in a style vignette, in a finished vignette, even in a manufacturer vignette. Although I question mark whether grouping everything by manufacturer is necessarily the right way to go. Perhaps it is if it's a similar style from a manufacturer. Um, I just have some more thoughts and questions on that, on like gallery programs that I'll probably get into on a future podcast, but just kind of highlighting that now that I'm not totally sold that's the right thing to do, but I do think there is a lot to be said for having streamlined displays that are simple and impactful. I don't necessarily think you have to display all of the product in the world the way we used to do. I do think there's a lot to be said for decluttering and focusing on key sellers, key pieces, key products, key manufacturers for your market and your showroom and really driving those home in really great displays that just make somebody go, wow, I want that. And the more you can create that, I want that, I need that connection with that product, the less likely you're going to have somebody that wanders off to the internet later, right? Like if you can capture somebody in that moment of being really connected to your product and your business, it's going to be so much easier to get the credit card information from them. (laughs) That sounds bad, but to close the sale right then and there. It's that connection you're looking for with your staff, with your showroom, with how your product's displayed and merchandised. That stronger that connection is, the easier it is to close the sale. And that's what we're all here for. <laughs> the If you don't have that connection quite as strongly, they're definitely going to go back to the internet and search around and maybe find a better deal or think they found a better deal, whether it actually is or not, is usually up for debate. But creating that that uh, impactful merchandising, uh, cohesive moment with your business and your uh, lighting consultants is, um, I think, incredibly important. And the other thing we talked about is a big initiative for the LSA this year, the use of visualization tools uh, in the digital world that we live in and the world where people had had to become more comfortable with purchasing things online the more we can provide them in the way of visualization tools and how to look at a product in your room and see how it coordinates with the rest of your furnishings and fixtures is super important. And it can make all the difference in the world in, again, closing a sale. And I guess I spend a lot of time thinking about that (laughs) as I'm hearing myself. Um, And I know I do. I'm always looking for ways that we can get to the end of a sale better, faster, more effectively, more efficiently, not just for my business, but for the consumer too. 
And I want it to be a great experience all around for them. So having things like these visualization tools um, can just make the experience of shopping with my in my showroom that much more fulfilling for them. And that is the experience I'm trying to create. I want them to walk out of my store and feel like, I'm super delighted I found this place and spending this money was no small, you know, matter to me, but I'm super glad I did it with that great group of people inside that building because I feel like I was seen, I was heard, I was understood, and the solutions that I wanted and needed for my home were provided for me, and I can't wait for the call that my fixtures have arrived because it's going to be awesome. And that's the moment I want consumers to have when they walk out of my business, um, because I think that puts a lot of good energy into the world and it puts good energy into their life and it puts good energy into uh, my showroom and my staff that, yeah, we did a good job. We're helping people out, you know, go team, positive vibes. And I just think it makes it so much more rewarding to do what we do. And yes, I do hope that they'll tell friends in a positive way (laughs) or even just if it comes up later, I just had this great experience at this locally owned business. And if you're ever in the market, you should go check things out or just go look because they have some really great things. So that's the experience I'm trying to create for my customers. Um, So yeah, I just had a really great talk with Matt. Hopefully I get to talk to him some more. Anybody else who ever wants to hop on a call with me and have me take some notes and uh, report back, I'd be delighted to do it. Um, I always truly love hearing about other people's um, unique opportunities and ways they run their business. Um, The events thing, I don't think is necessarily um, like a lot of us do events in our store, but I really just love this idea of making it so accessible and easy for key groups to use uh, your showroom in ways that fulfill their purpose and their need. And then they just become that much more invested in your business and seeing you succeed and do well. And that's really valuable. So let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, join us on the Facebook group. Message me on Instagram. I look forward to seeing the uh, your comments and hearing from you. And I will talk to you next time, everyone. Take care.